Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's an exclusive headline from Us Weekly. Tia Mowry, colon, I hid from my family in the bathroom during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing, the thing that that immediately jumped out to me about this is that... I've done this. (laughs) it, It acts like, well, yeah, number one, that's where you hide. Yeah, duh. Picture me when I had an office job. Bathroom. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to take a 25 minute poop. <laughs> yeah, you go to the best, you go to the best stall, and you sit there. But this is funny because it's it's another example of like mommy. It's like mommy content. It's like mommy content. Like, give me a glass no, of wine. I'm hiding in the bathroom with my kids. I'm hiding from. I'm hiding in the bathroom for my kids. I'm drinking wine. Quarantine. Like Tia Maori has all the boxes checked here but i think the, the thing that jumped out at me the most about this headline is that it's in past tense so it's sort of like if you look at this in a bubble you would think that like the quarantine is over and she and we're we're talking about all oh, the crazy stuff we did during quarantine it's like tia the quarantine is still happening <laughs> like you're still quarantined like she's still in the bathroom <laughs> She's she's talking about this as though it's like oh a, a very long ago. It's a long long ago memory, and yet and then I saw thought this was funny because it said uh, she revealed this. She told Us Weekly in a recent episode of Quarantine Confessions, quote, while promoting her line of, vi- of vitamins. Sorry, quote, while promoting her line of vitamins. Answer. Wait, I didn't know Tia Mowry had a vitamin line. She talked about this on an episode of something called Quarantine Confessions while promoting her line of vitamins. Answer. Oh. <laughs> An Which answer is, is spelt answer without a W, like the answer, like maybe mm-hmm. the answer to having you poop so you could go to the bathroom to hide from your children. I don't know what these vitamins do. Quarantine Confessions is a podcast. Us Weekly podcast. It's an yes. Us Weekly podcast. It's an Us Weekly podcast. Damn, I yes. haven't even delved into the, like, the world of Us Weekly podcasts yet, but they, are, they have like a lot of them. And it's called Quarantine Confessions. I mean, they could have just bought Who Weekly years ago. <laughs> we were pretty inexpensive at that point. But now mm-hmm. they just cannot afford us. I'm just kidding. I mean, I feel like now we could They're be a good deal good. if, you know. Yeah, I we know. Could, they could afford us. <laughs> I would love to talk to uh, Tia about her line of uh, vitamins answer. Did you see this? Did you fucking see this? Speaking of Us Weekly, of course, they're Us covering Weekly. they're covering literal comments on Instagrams from Julian Huff to Brooklech. Brooklyn got a mohawk pulling attention away from anything from literally anything anything <laughs> in the world just sucking it into their black hole of black hole <laughs> sorry their black hole so Brooklyn got a Brooklyn. he got a, got a mohawk and he was at some place I assume in Idaho mm. and he's promoting this barber 
The barber is oh, wearing gloves. But he's not neither wearing of them are neither of them are wearing masks. Why are we and photographing Julian, this? Why are we I know. Why is this photography? Like someone this? took the someone took a photograph of two people not wearing masks while they got their hair cut. And the person and, who took it probably wasn't wearing a mask either. I just uh, I don't I know. like so this. Julianne Why are you Huff, this. Julianne Huff commented Viking status and that's it. And that's it. So that gets a whole article. But that reminded me of this tweet that someone sent oh. us from Tristan that said, we are truly getting exponentially better pu- public health messaging from who's right now than we are from the White House. And it's a link to a Busy Phillips thread about wearing masks. And it's the story about the Great Clips. Did you read about the Great Clips? No. He, she did a thread about the Great Clips where it was like, no. the Great Clips reopened and a woman who worked at the Great Clips had COVID. And then oh, everyone the was like, salon. oh no, everyone. Yeah, everyone's like, everyone's going to get COVID from this woman at the Great Clips. Well, it's been two weeks and everyone at the Great Clips wore a mask, including the hairstylists. And no one got COVID from the lady with COVID who worked at the Great Clips. That's so good the, news. Well, the story is wear masks when you're getting your hair cut. And right. So Brooklech did not did not wear, wear a mask. So Busy Phillips needs to direct this messaging to Brooklech and his barber exactly. who are not wearing masks. Exactly. You can and still then, see the hair. You can still cut the hair. <laughs> I know it's not in the way. We of had anything. this discussion about getting Botox, and actually, a few people called in. We didn't play them. We should have maybe, but they were like, "Oh, she's probably getting Botox in her uh, upper face, so she can wear the mask the whole time. The doctor can wear the mask the whole time. It's relatively safe." And I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting." Now I'm saying, <laughs> if you can get your hair, <laughs> oh. the, the only thing that you would need to take, like the only procedure, it's like don't go to the dentist. The dentist not a great idea because you got to open your mouth. Like you know what I mean? Like that's not ideal but botox great hair cutting wear a mask you know you know if you're what gonna do those you can't things. go to dennis stan he's got the antibodies oh he can't he's he got the antibodies yeah but mm-hmm. i don't but i don't want to infect him i don't have the antibodies no but he has the antibodies he won't infect you but i don't want to infect him Again. no but he can't get infected he can't we don't know that that is we're pretty sure that's fake ass news right there we don't know what the antibodies mean but that's good to know i would love to go see dentist dan i just He's saw got the antibodies for the first time only a few weeks before this all went down i don't have the anti oh i don't they wouldn't give me an antibodies test i don't have the i don't have the vi apparently so i don't know happy. that i trust it get at stop they're <laughs> stop not 100 percent yeah so neither are the antibodies and you're out here being like dentist dan got the antibodies uh, <laughs> well i trust the antibodies more okay oh dentist dan <sighs> we love him was, uh, i think that i was about to say let's do vibe check but i think that just covered that base <laughs> i mean i was gonna say like we cannot talk about this that anymore because first of all we are not do not take what we say do not Go take, read we're something not, we're we do not, not know we're not any sort of health we are the who but we're not that who so we're the wrong who don't. and honestly we should start f- trying to fund the who ourselves for the damage that we do on our daily lives to the we who not, brand <laughs> we're not the right who let's talk we about do get their google alerts though who are we talking about let's talk about a real who a who we've talked about many times in the past, but not in a while. Canadian royalty? Just kidding. Which also introduces us to another who, who is in her own way Canadian royalty, Jessica Mulroney and Sasha Exeter. <laughs> Sasha Exeter is the most British name I've ever heard. I was so surprised when I found out she was Canadian. It's kind of a Beyonce, British Sasha? Beyonce cosplay. You know what I mean? Sasha? If you're like, I'll go by Sasha, Sasha Exeter. Exeter. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you're Sasha Fierce, but you're in the royal family or whatever. Okay, so... What happened here is so unbelievably convoluted in a way. She calls it convoluted, yes. Right. Like, Sasha, in her video where this all kind of comes out, she calls it a very convoluted story. She's like, sorry, this is convoluted. (laughs) Because what I get a sense of is while what happened was pretty disgusting, 
there is so much background information that we don't have access to that mm-hmm. is maybe a um maybe a a vibe of a bad vibe between these two women, meaning they're both playing in the same field, which is influencing hashtag influencers, you know, Canadian influencers. These are two Canadian influencers and they're both battling for maybe some of the similar brands. They both have kids. They both deal in lifestyle content. I mean, when I did like a kind of a, uh, look, just trying to find everything I could about Sasha Exeter. So Sasha, her website is so Sasha, so Sasha.com. Uh, what I learned about her is not only she's a former athlete, she's a marketer, she's a brand ambassador, she all these things. This woman is so good at spell- at selling a sponsorship. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I mean, she's got she's got a Buick. She's got wait, let me go through. She's got Buick. She's got this travel company that she can go travel, do anything. She got the uh, Capital time- One. Capital One Huggies. She's got um acti- my favorite thing that she's got. Activia Canada. So she's the Jamie Lee Curtis of Canada. Are the probiotics just nicer in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> At Ac- Activia Canada? <laughs> Activia Canada. Activia Canada, which is amazing. And she, I, I read a lot of her Instagrams and quite a few Instagrams ago, she sent it a stool test and she got her stool tested and had a, a whole gut check. Remember, I'm sorry, I have to read this. My gut health results are in. <laughs> Remember that stool test I did at the beginning of the year when I had my when I had to courier my poop to a lab to be tested? Well, the results are back, and they are ellipsis mind blowing to say the least. Thanks to the team at Activia Canada, I was able to Zoom chat with a specialist in gastroenterology to better understand the results. You think like her poop was in one of those Zoom frames? The report provided me with data on my digestive efficiency, gas production, inflammation activity, intestinal barrier health, and a slew. Don't use slew when you're talking about poop, a slew of other important stuff. But what stood out to me the most was the analysis of foods and how some of the things I eat could be causing inflammation and pain flare-ups. I love her. So um, this is from torontolife.com. Readers value So Sasha for the crisp images in Martha Stewart meets Shape Magazine vibe, as well as her refreshing take on living with fibromyalgia, parentheses, she has it. Just don't call her (laughs) a blogger. Quote, there are so many terms that are used, and yet I've had to, f- I've yet to find one that accurately depict, that accurately depicts what I do. The closest is brand storyteller, she says. So I just want to give you a general sense of this woman because we already talked about Jessica Moroni in another episode. If you remember, she is the wife of the former Canadian PM's son, so she's kind of like. Her father-in-law is a former Canadian PM. She's like sort of royalty. And her thing is that she's Meghan Markle's friend. And she and Meghan Markle hung out when Meghan lived in Toronto filming Suits. They are very close friends. Arguably best friend. I mean, people have thrown around best friends after Depending this. Depending on who so you sure. ask. <laughs> I'm just yeah. joking. I mean, who knows how Megan feels about this? Obviously, there's been like articles being like, Megan is mad. So let me tell you what happened here because it is like confusing, but you needed to you needed to know who the other woman was too to kind of mm-hmm. get the sense of the playing field that we're in here. Okay. And also, I think it's important to put, note, I think both of these, both of the women involved are 40. Like, I feel like we're usually talking about younger people on this show. Like, these are full-grown adults here, by the mm-hmm. way. And I think that's important. So, so Sasha, a.k.a. Sasha Exeter, she posts, a, she posts, she first posts a post about Black Lives Matter. She talks about her own experience. She's a black woman, and she has a mixed-race child. Her child is uh, half-white. So she talks about her experience. It's long, and it's heartfelt. It's long. It's heartfelt. It's a right next to a picture of her looking into the camera, right. you know, having a moment. I think that's important because a lot of her 
or a lot of her Instagram and her blog is like it's sponsored stuff. It's like not yes. serious. It's like right. I think there's like a Peloton bike right underneath this. Oh, you it's, know, it's like nonstop spawn. It's it's we have to be real. It's nonstop spawn. I mean, and now she knows what she's doing. Then she's in here being like, here's like my history with microaggressions, my history of racism, yeah. my history of all this stuff. Like, oh, my God. Which I don't doubt that she's experienced. Jessica Mulroney is on the other side of the phone reading this experience <laughs> and thinking it's about her. That alone it's the craziest is thing. so insane. Like, and I read this. I read her thing quite a few times looking for where Jessica Mulroney might think it's about her and really she doesn't even call anyone out she she just says that she's had these experiences with microaggressions in her life and this Mm -hmm. is how you know she feels about the whole thing right it's not like other people other peers in my industry are not are silent and they're she's not even she doesn't even say that it's Mm -hmm. because people are saying that there is truth to that but she is not saying that she receives some calls and text messages from Jessica Mulroney, who thinks the post is about her. We don't know what those are. She never reveals them. But they're along the lines of what she implies, like, you know, how dare you, like, talk about me? You know, like, because Jessica is like, she thinks that this woman, Sasha, is calling her out for mm-hmm. not posting anything, which is mm-hmm. a, a brain disease beyond my even comprehension. Like, it is and just And she so- says that. And she says that Jessica like wrote her like it's it's not even just calls it's like it's written stuff and she's like and I she's have like all the receipts threatening her about like going to her sponsors and talking to like just like weird from what she, again from what this woman says weird threats that she's gonna like take away her sponsorships and as we said Sasha Exeter she loves her sponsorships like we mm-hmm. like that is a big deal to her okay so. This she happens. says that's my livelihood. She's yeah. like, I'm a single mom. If I right. lose my sponsors, I lose my livelihood. Exactly. That's her whole blog. That's her whole thing. She's a lifestyle blogger. So we. So then a few do, a few days later, I'm not quite sure on the timing. There's another. There's a video. She posts a video, calling out Jessica Mulroney. She calls it long her, video. Oh, her uh, Amy Cooper. Her Amy Cooper experience. Her Amy Cooper experience. Hey everybody. I'm used to being extremely transparent here on my Instagram. And I think that that is the main reason why you guys follow me. Honesty and authenticity are 100% the pillars of my personal brand. As much as I've been sharing my knowledge and my personal experiences as a black female in today's society over the last few weeks, there's something pretty important that I have not yet opened up to you guys about. So I'm gonna start by saying this. Um, Very early on in this, I was very vocal about wanting my peers and folks with an online presence to speak up, stand up, and use their voice for good to help combat (laughs) what's going on with this race war and what's happening to the black community. I've been extremely mindful and cognizant with the way I communicate and my approach, making sure during these, during these post sharing that I was never, not once calling out anybody directly. And she kind of tells, she kind of says, this is a very convoluted story, but let me tell you what happened. And she explains that Jessica Mulroney had come for her behind the scenes in a really aggressive way. And it's not acceptable. And this is what exactly what she was talking about 
in that last post. And she was scared to do this because I think she, Jessica Mulroney is a big deal in Canada. My God, mm-hmm. I can't believe I just said that. Big deal in Canada. A big deal in Canada. Yeah, she has that. She has that television oh, yeah, show. Like yeah, she's you know, <laughs> right. Jessica Mulroney has more stuff, and I think that I think that part, even though they're sort of on the on the level, I think Jessica Mulroney is a little more famous. So I feel like Sasha yes. Exeter was worried that she was sort of punching up, but she had all these receipts, and she's like, you know what, uh-huh. she did all this stuff. I have all the proof that she said right. all these things about me. Right, because she right, she says literally, I have the receipts. I mm-hmm. have the te- you know, so. On that video, which is, this is also the, this, everything gets weirder. Jessica Moroni comments on that video and she says, you know, you're right. She kind of says all of the quote unquote right things. Then she says, as I told you privately, I have lived a very public and personal experience. My closest friend where race was front and center. It was deeply educational. I learned a lot from that. She is referring to Meghan Markle. Once Mm -hmm. again, waving the Meghan Markle flag. In mm-hmm. this woman's face, being like, my best friend's black. So, mm-hmm. so I know. But she's doing what, what she's, she's using my best friend is black for both. Re- she's using it for I should know better and I do know better. She's doing them both at the same time, which is really weird. It's like, it's like, what yeah. are you trying to say? What are you this? trying to say? It's like, you can't my best say... friend is black. I know better. But she's also saying my best friend is black. So I should know even better. Right. It's it's really weird. Then, so somebody takes us, so Sasha takes a screenshot of that. It says 15 minutes under it, meaning it was posted 15 minutes ago. Then she posts a, a screenshot of her DMs. And at the top of the DM, it says five minutes ago. So I'm assuming if these were back to back, you have 10 minutes in between that message and this message in her DMs. And it says, liable suit. Good luck. Liable suit. Liable suit. What she's trying to write is libel suit. Mm-hmm. She writes liable suit. Uh, and Sasha writes over it. After her public apology on my post yesterday, I received this via DM. Please take the timestamp in green on the top left of the screen. Also, the poor thing didn't even spell libel correctly. Sigh. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't. Although, maybe... <laughs> She to didn't. Jessica Moroni's credit, maybe she meant liable as in like likely, and she was like, "There's a there's a likely suit. <laughs> You're liable a likely to get suit. sued." <laughs> no, she definitely meant liable. And whether that was a and whether that was an autocorrect or not, that's still on you to not. If you're going to no. send four words, people, make sure two of them, one of them is spelled people correctly. People fuck up libel and liable all the time. It's Why like means. it's like saying couldn't care less. And so people were really up in arms about it. And now I kind of, after digging through it, I understand why, because it's straight up bullying. It's really nasty is what it's, it is. It's extremely nasty. And I think like you said, I there is, it's nasty in a way that suggests she has been nastier, you know, yeah. like yeah. she is known to be nasty. And I... Not to give not to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I tend to assume that when these sorts of pylons happen, it's not because of a one-off thing. It's not really. It's because it's it's because there is things have grown and grown and grown. I think people would have forgiven Jessica Mulroney had she like sent Sasha Exeter, or Sasha would have forgiven her had she just sent this one rude DM. I don't think she would have called her out if there weren't wasn't like pre-existing bullshit. You're saying this woman has a history of nastiness. My my, my it's my that's my take on this. That's how right. I interpret this. And clearly, she has an issue with race. Mm-hmm. If she's holding up her best friend, Meghan Markle, as the reason why she cannot be racist. Which, how many times do you think she's done that before? Oh, uh, th- uh, millions. And she probably holds up Meghan Markle for many different reasons on mm-hmm. many different levels. So it's like, you're right. It's like, And Meghan Markle's where... like, put me down. <laughs> put me down. 
They pulled her show from CTV. Uh, she was a fashion expert at Good Morning America or City Line, City Line and Kleinfeld. She was doing a thing with Kleinfeld. Uh, Good Morning America blah, blah, dumped blah, blah, her. Blah, blah, blah. So she got dumped by all these brands, which is what – which is the irony of that is that that's what she was threatening this woman to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell your brands not to work with you. Mm-hmm. And literally that's what ended up happening to her. So ooh, best of luck. The other kind of interesting side note of this is related to the last episode. We talked about Stasi from Vanderpump Rules. Jessica Mulroney was – commenting all over Stasi's Instagram like you go girl like support Love you girl and all of a sudden guess what happened all of these comments disappeared all mm-hmm. of them disappeared hmm mm-hmm. wonder when that happened you know like Jessica Maroney was never involved here like never I'm trying involved. to think of a parallel like and it's I, I and I can't even think of one because it's so absurd like this just shows to me that Jessica Maroney is so uh on edge i don't know just like and just maybe confrontational and aggressive maybe think she owns the canada influencer industry like she is the queen of that maybe i mean there just there seems to be the fact that she read this person's post and said this is about me is actually like a very that's crazy because you were never involved here (laughs) she did not she did not call her out you know and no You read this thing over and over again, looking for some if putting yourself in Jessica Mulroney's shoes, being like, "What I think this was about me," and I, there is no evidence to that. There, it's I'm it's crazy. Reading so deeply into a thing that has never been less about you, just inserting yourself into a narrative for out of out of like guilt, you know. And before we move on, this literally just happened as we were recording it, and we had to like read it and go back Stop and, and read record it. this yeah. thing. But Lainey from Lainey Gossip, love Lainey just posted this really, really, really long blog on her blog called What Happened to Sasha Exeter. You should read the whole thing, and I don't want to try to summarize everything, but I want to get to the meat of it and There's why so we want to talk here. about it right well, now. Well, Lainey's, if you forget, Lainey's Canadian. Lainey, Lainey's Canadian. worked or worked with works. Ben. Works with Ben. <laughs> Still he, they're, does. They're co-anchors on an entertainment show. Ben is Jessica's husband. Again, uh, the son of... Lainey has worked with yeah. Ben longer than Jessica's been with Ben. Like, Lainey's relationship Lainey's with Ben Moroni is really long. And so she has to kind of talk about... People have always said to Lainey, you are compromised in this conversation mm-hmm. about anything having to do with Jessica Mulroney. And she is saying, here's my full disclosure and here's why I can't not talk about this, obviously. Yeah. And you can listen to her interview on Call Your Girlfriend, which just happened, and we'll provide even more context to this. We'll link about it. We'll link to it in the show notes. Lainey sort of opens this whole thing by saying, here's my context within this. This is why people have been giving me shit for so long, because I have this like tenuous connection to Meghan Markle via Jessica Mulroney, via Ben Mulroney, because I work for CTV, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's an on-air person as well. E-talk. But at the end, uh, E-talk. So this... This ends with this is but this is where things work for our purposes and for the conversation we just had. She gives more insight into Jessica's place in Canadian gossip. And I'm just going to quote her here. This is fucking crazy. So it says, yeah, this is insane. Word on the street. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. So 
Word on the street right now is that Jessica is still watching people's Instagram stories, paying attention to what people are saying, and people are nervous that she's taking names and making a list. It's also been shared on the Whisper Network that she's telling those who are continuing to engage with her privately that, quote, there are two sides to every story, suggesting that she doesn't feel she's as in the wrong as she actually is. Mm. Before she, before Lainey said this, she writes about how, like, because Jessica is connected to Megan, Jessica's, like, number one on every list in the city like Jessica gets invited to everything because of her relationship to Megan and she tries to have it both ways by saying like I will not use my friendship with Megan Markle for any of this you will not ask me about Megan Markle while at the same time being like PS here's a photo of me and Megan Markle like reminding people that she's friends anyway I'm gonna quote her again many of us liked Sasha Exeter's post last week and we're pretty sure that the Mulroneys are keeping track of them. On Wednesday night, when all of this was going down, I can tell you for sure that at least one email was sent out from the Mulroney camp to someone who quote, liked Sasha's post that was mildly threatening. It was an email that sent a message and this is the way the message was received and internalized, colon, you're on watch, so you should think about whose side you're on. And so she goes on and she's like, imagine the confidence that one must have to be able to write and send an email like this on Wednesday night. While so many people are hearing about a case of white privilege aggression against a black woman, while Sasha Exeter had exactly zero confidence when she was explaining the fact of what happened to her. But this is what makes white privilege so intimidating. It's wrong and strong. White privilege can be stronger when it's wrong. And a lot of us enable it. But also behind the scenes, clearly Jessica Mulroney is not earnest about any sort of apology that she's putting out there. That is very clear. And she's still working her connections and threatening people behind the scenes that they better be on her side because of course this is a sides issue now taking sides or quote unquote else which is like ugh, beyond me anyway another gotta, thing i forgot that laney put in piece. here was that jessica was megan markle's stylist which is what i totally forgot and she's still a stylist she styles mindy kaling among other mm-hmm. people so that's how everyone is kind of oh getting dragged into the story for their association with this woman who clearly like has a lot going on that is not good Speaking of people thinking everything revolves around them, let's talk about Lady A and Lady A because this story has absolutely not Lady G and Lady G, just Lady A and Lady A. Please, let's not just Lady A and Lady Lady A and Lady A because this story has absolutely fucked me up beyond repair over the past four days and I need to talk about it. So what happened? <laughs> There's a band called Lady Antebellum. They're the ones that sing that song that a always play. <laughs> always in Walgreens. Um, that's my Dwayne Reed song. That's, that's my Reed number song. one Dwayne Reed song is Need You Now by Lady by Lady Antebellum. Need You Now. Which doesn't even sound like a country song anymore to me. It's it just even, sounds like, like it sounds like looking for Pepto Bismol. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. oh which aisle is Pepto Bismol in? That's what that song sounds like. It's a quarter after one So the Lady Antebellum, they realized suddenly, like they had an aha moment and they realized that the Antebellum South, like glorifying the Antebellum South is racist. They just had this realization. TBD, whether or not Reese Witherspoon gets the same realization anytime soon for her Draper James line, but we'll cross that bridge when we get well, to so it. Well, so the I thing guess. is, it's like, it's, they're all various degrees of kind of continuing to well con- right explicitness because I think it's like all of it does glorify the aesthetic of of plantation like I was yes. trying to explain this to like my mom today because she brought this up too she was like Lady Antebellum did you hear I was like how did you hear but that's not the point <laughs> the point is is like we've been through many stages of this it's like yeah. nobody wants to get married at a plantation anymore right that's number one number which two, is a new like, thing like white people were getting married in plantations up until like yesterday. Right. But the reason that was is because the aesthetic of kind of this Southern, this sweet down home Southern thing was wrapped in with this kind of like 
racist plantation past. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you, there's one thing you can have like a a sweet Southern vibe. You can have rocking chairs on a porch. You can have like, you know, there there's plenty of culture to be had. It's just that it was wrapped up within these these really these places with a terrible history. Like literally, literally a plantation. Yeah. And right. to houses. and to yeah. literally reference the antebellum South, like there's no way you can and you're three white people in a right. band. Like you can't do right. that gracefully. Like it's literally impossible. Because, you know, country music loves to be like, remember when we had trucks? Remember when we rode on dirt roads? Remember this? Remember that? They love to remember things, you know, that's They dangerous. love to remember Going- everything but the truly bad stuff, but they remember everything <laughs> around the bad stuff. I, <laughs> I think, I don't know Lady Antebellum's music enough, but I feel like they're very contemporary. Reese Witherspoon's thing they is are. a little more annoying because Reese Witherspoon is literally like, is out here being like, the South, it's all about wraparound porches and sweet tea and grandma driving a yeah, Cadillac. And it's I sort know. of like, okay, sweetie, you're remembering the 50s in the South and this is not a time. <laughs> like, you can't just yeah. say it was all dresses and sweet tea, honey. However, Lady Antebellum was literally using Antebellum in their name. And instead of saying, like, we're changing our name to like, do you know what their names are? Can you even guess what their names are, the three people? I could not tell you what their names are. The last time that Lady Antebellum came up in my life was when I was watching the like at-home concert mm-hmm. and Lady Antebellum was the one of them. And I remember being in awe of the production of that just because it was amazing how they were blending their voices from three different places because they weren't all together like I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're I don't think any of them are related or anything so not that they would be together if they were really you get what I'm saying like none of them are like married to each other um and I remember being impressed by that that was the last time that like I encountered Lady Antebellum in my in my life and I couldn't even name you another song I feel like I could maybe could I name you another Lady Antebellum song I couldn't I literally couldn't and I I don't even want to do the work but um (laughs) I think I what's true after this, I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Put them in a file and walk believe. away. But the I can't believe they already changed the Spotify. Like the Spotify has changed. We're, this story's about to get even fucking crazier. So the I know, sorry, this, we didn't get there. This it takes three it takes four paragraphs for this New York Times story about it to name these people. Their names are Charles, Hillary, and Dave. And then we said sorry. they say they took their name when they formed in 2006 as a reference to the quote antebellum style home where we took our first photos. They said we were going to call ourselves something like Springdale, but names are so hard to come up with. I was like, man, that's a beautiful antebellum house, and that's cool. Maybe there's a haunted ghost or something in there, like Lady Antebellum. Stop. I, and I was stop. like, I there is no way these I fools can't. were looking at this house being like, what a great antebellum style house. You can't look me in the I eye can't. and tell me they were not at a straight up plantation. Are you kidding me? Well, of course they Absolutely were. Absolutely not. What is the other word? What is the other word? What a great antebellum, antebellum house. house. Who says antebellum house? <laughs> Not Sorry, these three, I, I, I promise mean... you. Anyway, so they say we were going to name ourselves something like Springdale. Change your name to Springdale. Why change it to Lady A? A still stands for, like, like the Scarlet Letter lady, whatever her name was, she wasn't out there. It wasn't like the A hid what the A well, stood think, for, okay, you know? Not to be, not to make this any less stupid, or it's so stupid, but I think they changed their name to Lady A because I think that's what their fans were calling them. It was like a nickname. Their Which fans means they didn't do any a. work. Right. It's a mouthful to say Lady Antebellum. So I think they probably just said, oh, it's a lot easier. People are really calling us Lady A. Let's name? just like call ourselves Lady A. What is the Scarlet but, Letter woman's name? Hester. Hester Prince. Hester Prince. She was lady. She's the original Lady A. It's not like they were like, where are we were going to make her wear 
a letter that said adultery and then we were like mm, that's a little too rude so we're just gonna make it say a and then as if people wouldn't know it's like we all know what the a stands for in this little town right sweetie. But, but i think that's a I'm that just is like, the funniest analogy you've ever made but i will but but i think i think what you're getting at is that the they didn't just change they didn't change their name they didn't change they their name they it. literally didn't right. change and their so name. if you gave a shit about the word antebellum and what it implies and what it means and what it says about you guys, then you would have just said, we don't want to be associated with this word anymore because that's not, we are not about that. We're changing our name to the three of our names or something like that to like just shorten it when everyone knows that the A still stands yeah. for that. It doesn't stand for like Lady Apple now. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, stand for like- It's not like everyone's like, what could it be? Lady Armageddon. <laughs> what could yeah, it be? Like Lady Alligator. Like it just, it just, oh you're right. Like that ultimately is the point that's the most frustrating because it- is so silly to me to think that that could be that's like the change that they yeah. need to make when it's like it's so much more than that <laughs> i'm just truly screaming at the thought of hester Prynne walking around with her a and her neighbors are like what do you think it means <laughs> right right and right. so this story obviously it like everything gets worse like everything always gets worse these days and this story gets worse in like a truly bleak and depressing way that like really sucks and so right after they announced this and they clearly want a pat on the back for this this woman named anita white I think what happened was based on this Rolling Stone story, Rolling Stone was like, I think someone else has this name. So they literally searched her name on Spotify. She mentions this in an interview with them. And they find out there's already a Lady A. Her name is Anita White. She's been releasing music. She's a blues musician. She's been releasing music, like writing and record and publishing music for over 20 years. She is listed on, I found her on ASCAP, like the, um whatever you, the uh, American Society of whatever, whatever, artists and publishers. Like, you, if, if you want to make money making music in America, you have to register your music on ASCAP. Like, she's on ASCAP already. She's there. She's been there for 20 years. And Rolling Stone reached out to her, and they were like, what do you think about this? And she was like, oh, I think it's really messed up. And she said, this is my life. Lady A is my brand. I've used it for over 20 years, and I'm proud of what I've done. This is too much right now. They're using the name because of a Black Lives Matter incident that, for them, is just a moment in time. If it mattered, it would have mattered to them before. It shouldn't have taken George Floyd to die for them to realize that their name had a slave reference to it. It's an opportunity for them to pretend they're not racist or pretend this means something to them. If it did, they would have done some research, and I'm not happy about that. You found me on Spotify easily. Why couldn't they? She's talking to Rolling Stone there. And so I found her on Spotify, but the thing is now, as Lindsay was saying... It's really fucking hard to find the original Lady A on Spotify now because Lady Antebellum takes up all the SEO. Right. And that's the and that's the main issue here. It's like they just erase her. Like a lot of bands have similar names, but they're, you know, like but this one is really like Lady A would not have chosen that name if Lady A was Lady A because she would have said, how is anyone going to find mm-hmm. me? But she's been doing this for a million years yeah. and like and that's the name that she chose. And, you know, you know, her A doesn't stand for Antebellum. It's her fucking name. It's Anita. So I was like, I found <laughs> her, her music. Anita. I found her music on YouTube and then after I listened to her music on YouTube I had to find the song names and search those on Spotify because when you search lady you have to you have to put the quotes around the A it's so complicated now and they also said that they have not reached out to her they plan to and they were like oh we didn't do the search we didn't know and it's like do as we always say do one more Google or do, in this case do one 
do one. No, but like I don't even I don't even see this as do one Google. It's like their entire team should have known this. Like, let's look it up it's and see what's going on out me. there. Like that's what's crazy. It's like not even like, oh, if they looked it up and they saw her and they said, Oh, she's not even close to being as famous as us, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. It's like this is a black woman who's a blues singer and taking her name goes against the entire thing of what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. we're we will get in trouble for this. Yep. I, it just shocks me that they didn't think I don't know. The the end of this entertainment weekly article about it says as far as legal standing goes i guess they talked to a lawyer whether she has a trademark on lady a or not the blues singer likely still has more of a right to the name than the country singers having a 30-year head start on them using lady a on records tour flyers and other merchandise so even if she didn't do anything legally she has all of this stuff that has her name on it that's had her name on it forever which i hope she sues them i don't know i mean i don't know like what but clearly it's more like just change whether she sues them or not like they have to acknowledge this well they already have they kind of were like we didn't realize just change your name like what did they say like they already had an idea for what they could make their name just do it it god they're so stupid this is so frustrating it's so frustrating to me they're so stupid I know. What are their names again? Chris, Jean, <laughs> Erica, Sally. What are Erica. their names? I literally already forgot. Oh, Charles, Hillary, and Dave. Okay. Charles, Look at this. Hillary, and Dave. Look at this. Like, like imagine like <laughs> two people you went to high school with who got married on a plantation, being at the plantation house, viewing the space for the first time, being like, oh, honey, you know I've always wanted to get married at an antebellum-style home. It's like, first of all, it's not like antebellum makes it better than saying plantation, but we know you wouldn't say that. You'd say plantation. Yeah. It just drives me yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Oh, also, this story references that Live PD got canceled, which we didn't get to put in the last episode because it hadn't happened Shout yet. Shout out, Live PD, RIP, get bye-bye. the fuck out of here, <laughs> and cops. Well, and cops, cops we knew, but Live PD, bye-bye. Live PD a show that I didn't even really know about until we talked about Lana's boyfriend. <laughs> and I listened to that podcast running from cops, which is shocking to me that these are the way that, I mean, mostly the Lana thing was shocking that that's how I got exposed by this disgusting show. And immediately it was like, how is this show legal? Like, how is this show on air? How is this a thing? You know, I like, know. it's shocking to me that I didn't know. I, of course I didn't watch it. So I didn't know, but like, Oh my God. And like, it took this to get these shows canceled. Disgusting. Anyways. Bye-bye. Good riddance. Bye-bye. Good riddance. Also, I want to end this segment by playing some of the real lady A, some of the OG lady A's music because this is the stuff y'all need to listen to. My girl said they was coming It was getting late Wasn't at the club to find me a date I want to hang out Feel real free Have a shot of Patron And dance till three Check it I'm looking for my future ex-husband My future ex-husband My future Should we skip Banana Bonanza? This is the only thing? or No, there's like... two things. There's two things. We're not, <laughs> Lindsay, we're not going to not play the song. Do you know how long I spent on the song? We're playing the <laughs> Banana Bonanza song right now. D-E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, rocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-N-A-N-Z-A. Girl and a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. B-E-N-A-N-A. Let's update their dossier.
it's it doesn't it does not compare to Lady A, but the good Lady A, but it is, you know, it's pretty good. That I'm obsessed with Armas updates. I already was, but did you see that Armas updates changed their name from Anna to Armas updates to Anna defund the police Armas updates and I just have to oh, say the genius behind this account he, they just know no bounds. <laughs> I'm so proud. Anna defund the police Armas Anna updates. Anna defund That's the really police Armas updates. Yeah, a, a true G, a genius. A genius. A genius. So, two things. There aren't that many things, so this segment won't be long. Ben Affleck, Anna de Armas, and the kids are all best best friends, and they all took a private jet somewhere, which mm. we will see in a second. Ben Affleck's vacation home. Do we know where Ben Affleck's vacation I home did, is? I did you notice Ben Affleck's vacation a, home. No, it's a Duncan in Ma- Massachusetts. <laughs> There's a it's lot like of the very roof. good Duncans that I could imagine Ben Affleck would have his vacation home. No, it's his vacation roof. home has a Duncan in it, like when they did Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee's Cribs member and he had a mm-hmm. Starbucks in it. Anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. But okay. but do you remember who has the Benihana in the backyard? Uh, um, Tyrese. Duh. Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> Tyrese uh, has a Benihana in the backyard. Duh. Member from many episodes ago, Tyrese has a Benihana in his backyard. A fully functioning Benihana. <laughs> oh, Tyrese. <laughs> um, okay. So the thing I will say about this photo of them packing up say? and getting on the thing is that everyone has a mask on except... Anna to fund the police armas. <laughs> she why does not isn't have a mask Anna to fund the police armas not? Why is she not wearing a mask? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but what that, is up with these people who are not wearing masks. These people and their inconsistent mask wearing. I cannot. Uh, drives me fucking off the wall. The the pilot, the bodyguard, this this man with the vest who's loading the baggage from the he better be wearing a mask. Suburban to think all of them are wearing masks. None on Anna. I know that the. The timeline here is speeding up because only three weeks ago were they going on a vacation, just the two of them, remember? Was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Remember that? They're going to have a quarantine wedding. Only a few weeks later, we're going on a family vacation. I mean, things have come to – maybe I have quarantine brain, but we are speeding up. And now I've reached a point where it's like, for a while, I thought, oh, Jennifer is so, based on what I know about Jennifer. <laughs> I'm going to say, Jennifer, based on your it's very really close relationship with Jennifer. Yeah, it's very surprising to me that Jennifer okayed all of this. She's so protective of the kids. So she must really like Anna. She must really she trust Anna. She loves Anna to fund But the now part Anna's. of me is like, maybe Jennifer's like, I have been stuck with these kids for so long. <laughs> Just take them somewhere. I don't care who with. Just I go, go, I mean, you go. Could I need be me right. time. You could be right. But I also She's do sick th- of hiding in the yeah. bathroom drinking wine. <laughs> the next thing that Anna de Armas updates uh, showed us was a photo of that Anna took and put on her Instagram of, uh, <laughs> I'm going to quote them. This is amazing. Anna de Armas photographs the verdant views of the lake near her boyfriend Ben Affleck's vacation home. Verdant and views. T- verdant <laughs> views <laughs> coming out of Anna de Armas updates is... Stunning, stunning, stunning. I'm a sucker for the word verdant. Verdant it's just views. Such a great I mean, view. It's a great views. word. Verdant views. It's one of the best words. And th- these are good photos. Remember when Ben Affleck put his house, his island, his vacation house on the market? I'm pretty sure this is where they are. It is a four bedroom, 4.5 bathroom Greek revival plantation. Remember this news? Remember no. when it was like Ben Affleck has a plantation in Georgia? which is about three, 30 miles south of Savannah. This house, I don't think, was sold. Like, I think this is the house where they are. And also, it makes sense with the verdant views. This this verdant views matches what may be 
this, this yeah that does look it house. looks swampy it looks it looks it right. looks very so south remember when ben affleck put this on the market everybody was like Affleck's had a plantation. plantation house this whole time it's still on the market for 7.6 million dollars now we know why anna wasn't photographing the house she was only photographing the verdant views yeah they call it quote the big house i get oh, oh god yeah. Get out of here. I just feel crazy. He, well, he, oh, my God. The A-lister reportedly fell in love with Georgia after filming 1999's Forces of Nature with Sandra Bullock in the Peach State. That doesn't mean you have to buy a plantation. I'm sure there are plenty of big houses there that aren't plantations. I cannot with this. Like, Okay. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure no, that we're... this is, that's my guess, if that's what this verdict is. Yeah, that's a good guess. Is. I mean, that's a good still, guess. It's still for sale for $7.6 million for this cursed-ass plantation house. <laughs> Once owned by Ben Affleck, you know there's a Dunkin' Donuts in there, too. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like Ooh. and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, tell me about Kelly Clarkson's divorce. Tell me about it. I mean, there's literally not much to say. Wasn't um, she just saying, like, I want to have another kid? Well, Kelly Clarkson was quarantined in, like, some Montana, like, cabin for a while. Because when all of the – because remember how we were saying Kelly Clarkson's, like, the new Ellen? Like, Ellie, Kelly Clarkson is, like, eclipsing her daytime talk mm-hmm. show host uh, contemporaries, not Wendy. So don't even – not Wendy. Wendy is still the best. But the point Ellen is when, without the baggage. Exactly. When all of these talk show hosts were doing shows from their house, Kelly wasn't. And I think that was because she literally was like in Montana and they were like, we're not dealing with whatever it would take to get you on the air every day. And maybe she was just like, I'm not going to do this. But you had like Wendy from home, Ellen from home, all these people from home. Um, Kelly was just like, I'll see you when I see you. You know, like (laughs) I'll see you when I see you. So they're breaking up. He is the former 
son-in-law of Reba. That's how we know who he is, Brandon Blackstock. And he is also Kelly's manager, which is messy. And he's also the manager of a Speaking of Wendy, because the husband is the manager. A messy Mm -hmm. situation. Yikes, yikes. He's also the manager of other country people like uh, Kelly's former voice coach co-worker, Blake Shelton. I mean, who cares about this, I yeah, guess? Yeah, who cares? Now that the I just real said reason, it, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> the real reason to talk about this is because it relates to Reba, Reba. McIntyre. You mentioned yes. Blackstock. Yeah. So daddy was Blackstock, Reba's ex. Reba was married to this guy, Narvel Blackstock, for a long time, over 25 years. Just like last, last week, we talked about... The tweet about um, India Ari <laughs> that led to everyone believing the wrong thing. Everyone immediately because it went viral. This Twitter account at Cranberry Cosmo, because Google has, Google isn't perfect. We know that, right? And sometimes when you Google a thing, like if I Googled Reba McIntyre, I would get like a quick little mini bio on the top right. I'd get a photo of Reba, uh, of Reba McIntyre. If I Google, you know, Sasha Exeter, I might get a photo on the right, like a little bio thing. When you typed in, I guess this person was, you know, well, maybe they were reading about the Kelly Clarkson news and they were just learning about the the history of Kelly Clarkson's ex or estranged husband's family and was Googling Narvel Blackstock and then realized that Narvel was married to another woman before Rita because they got married in 1989 and Narvel used to be married to a woman named Elisa Gale Ritter. It has since been corrected. And or when I was looking this looking this up a few days ago, when you Google just Elisa Gale Ritter, nothing else, you got one of those quick little Google bios, and the photo was one of these photos. It was a photo of Reba McIntyre, and it said Elisa Gale Ritter underneath it. And if <laughs> How you long Google image going on, <laughs> and if you Google Elisa Gale Ritter and Narvel Blackstock, you only get photos of Reba McIntyre and Narvel Blackstock, and they would be labeled. Elisa Gale Ritter, like, left Narwhal Blackstock right. Like, they would be captioned as though it was the same woman. So this person at Cranberry Cosmo understandably was like, oh, my God, Narwhal Blackstock dumped a woman who looked just like Reba McIntyre and then married Reba McIntyre, and both of these women look exactly the same. So this this tweet says, today I found out that these are not the same person, and it's two photos of Reba McIntyre, but what they're this doing joke is, is so like has such a long tail it's like impossible exactly and because yet this the photo on the right the photo no retweets. the photo on the left the photo on the left is the one that came up for elisa gale ritter <laughs> and they're like slight they're like i mean it's both obviously reba mcintyre like i'm a survivor you hear both of the women saying that i but literally like, looked at this photo <laughs> these photos for 45 minutes and you were like oh it's two different women and it's and it's literally like you you feel you can feel some sort of fucked up sculptor like microscopic sculptor in your brain chipping away at the brain you know it's just like tick 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 just <laughs> cutting chunks off whenever you look at these photos because you're like wait these aren't the same person no they are the same person as one of the top replies now says it's the same person the wrong photo is being associated with Elisa Ritter that's Reba McIntyre in both pictures they're both Reba McIntyre <laughs> they're both. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Of course they're both Reba McIntyre. This other woman whom he divorced in 19 in the late 80s never was famous again. Like and neither was Narvel Blackstock at that point. So of course she's like fallen into obscurity. She was never famous. The Reba on the left could be a really talented drag queen with like some real makeup skill like as Reba McIntyre. I'm now could be like that one Instagram star (laughs) who like can turn their face into anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
But if you scroll down, you will see the actual Elisa Ritter who just looks like a woman who is her age. Like she looks like a white yeah, lady who so that's gets the her real hair done. Elisa Ritter. And it says, then there's a comment that says with 1.5 thousand likes, <laughs> keep keep in mind, this original tweet has 25,000 retweets. <laughs> that's what's so funny about it. And 184,000 likes. So all these people were like, whoa, it's two different people. Also, who cares about Reba McIntyre? Then or this tweet some says, of those Wait, people so. were like, I know this is a funny joke, and I'm just going to keep on spreading this really funny joke lie. Wait, so this whole thread is a lie? Those two pics are Reba, and Elisa doesn't have any photos on Google? And then someone exactly. just goes, exactly. <laughs> that's it. But that's isn't that what always happens, though? Like, if somebody happens. famous they write about somebody famous and they have photos of them, but then there's somebody in the story they don't have photos of, but they just post pictures of the person they have photos of and the name yeah. of the other person gets attached to those photos because of SEO and Google and we rely search too much or whatever. On Google, yeah. You search the name and those photos come up like alongside those those people. But if that's if you don't click through, you wouldn't see that that's not really the person. There's no photos of them. Got yeah. it, got it, got it, got it, got it. This is but a very that's funny Elisa, joke. That's Elisa Gale Ritter. This Elisa joke has Gale legs. <laughs> it has two sets. <laughs> nice to meet you. And I'm so glad we got to this topic via the divorce of Kelly Clarkson, which is a thing. Is not, which is boring. I, okay, what else are we going to, oh, B. Simone plagiarized. B. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is all you. Okay, I love this. We've talked about B. Simone a little bit. Yeah, we have. We, we uh, have. It was, it was years ago. We talked about her, I think, because she was supposed to be in an Aaliyah biopic that never happened. Remember there was like a time when like everyone was going to make a biopic on Aaliyah and then like. Well, because there was a part where her music was not streaming and then it was streaming. It's still like a a little bit confusing as to who has the rights to her music. It's music rights stuff. And it's also stuff. Remember like Lil Mama was involved at some point. Lil Mama was involved. And and there was a Lifetime movie that we both watched that was like not very good. Um, Oh, it was not good. Who starred? Alexandra Ship starred as Aaliyah who has been in other stuff. Like she was in Straight Outta Compton and she was in, what was the movie she was just, she was in Love, Simon. Like she's like an actual, she's not like one of those obscure actors who shows up in a Lifetime movie and then never again, like she's still going to be in other stuff. Anyway, B. Simone was going to be, and the only reason I'm thinking about this is because I think one of the main reasons the Aaliyah biopic has ever happened is number one, music rights. And like, there's a whole thing with her estate that's complicated. And number two, I think no one either knows no one wants to get into the R. Kelly stuff because they don't want to get sued. Like, R. Kelly's so litigious, even though he's a monster. Like, no one wants to delve into that. And so it's like, can you make a movie about Aaliyah if you can't approach the R. Kelly stuff honestly? And I think the answer is no. And that's one of the reasons why this movie keeps not getting made. But anyway, B. Simone is... Who is B. Simone? She's a comedian. She got, she was in that first wave of people who got really famous on Instagram for being funny and like making funny videos. She's an Instagram comedian who parlayed that into being an influencer, who parlayed that into getting a co-hosting gig on Wild Now, the Nick Cannon Wild Now show on, on MTV. And she was on that for years, which because she was on regular TV only made her more famous, whatever. She's just a funny influencer. She had a show on that channel Zeus which is where Black China Show was, that it's a streaming platform. It's like just online. You can get it on. This is like any other streaming platform, like better than Quibi, I'll tell you that much. And it was called You're My Boyfriend. You have to play a clip of the of the trailer. I can actually send you a clip from the first episode. I watched it. It's really funny. I have been single for seven years. I am tired of being alone and I want a man. 
Don't judge me. I said single, not celibate, okay? I am ready to settle down and find a man, and I feel like he's in this house. Uh, but it's really funny hearing, especially in the teaser, it's like, be Simone, you're my boyfriend. And I'm like, okay, you can't say boyfriend whenever there's three O's. You have to go boyfriend. Um, so that's who B. Simone is. She has lately been doing all of this stuff about manifestation, which I think manifestation is the hooey version of The Secret. The Secret is a them, um, I think. But you know, The Secret's whole thing is the law of attraction. Are you familiar with the whole idea behind The Secret? Are you kidding? If you think it, I watched yes. the trailer for the secret movie 45 <laughs> times. I'm aware of what happens when you it, you want things to happen. They happen. If, Duh, that's when you how want things works. to happen and you think positively, you attract they those things. I know. It's it's honestly such an amazingly simple concept that's made somebody so much money. The person who kind <laughs> yeah. of packaged it into, quote unquote, the secret. It's like literally just the power of attraction in a weird way. But like without the pickup artist shit <laughs> yeah. alongside. I recently, yeah. I had never actually, it was because of the Katie Holmes, Josh Lucas trailer that I was like, what even is The Secret? And I watched, The Secret is on Netflix, and I watched the opening, and I was like, oh, I need man. to figure out what this is. It is. It is. Is, yeah. It they is. made a whole documentary about it or whatever. I, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to get started. About the book. But, oh my yeah. God, The Secret is something else. But The Secret is like an amazing example of how you can take literally like the smallest, easiest concept that is very compelling mm -hmm. and turn it into like a multi-level marketing scheme in a way. Yes. <laughs> you know, just like a cult, essentially. So Anyways, I, I think that what B. Simone is currently selling, she's, if you look at her like very recent history of Instagrams and stuff, she talks about manifestation where it's like you can, anything you want, you can manifest it. And I, as far as I can tell, it's basically just the law of attraction, but repurposed, sure. which sure. the law it's of attraction like, was other a, shit that was repurposed. That's what well, people there's do. Well, there's a line of motivational speaking that that delves into this kind of manifestation like, of manifesting things, good things in your life to happen, believing in yourself, et cetera. There are good lines of this. There are good, the origin is positive thinking, which is very mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. Which is all the same. Yeah. And so she recently made $100,000 in sales in her first month on her makeup line and was like, I did it because of manifestation because she has a makeup line as well. So she's like fully gone the influencer entrepreneur route. She's like, not only am I funny, not only do I have a lot of famous friends, my thing is manifestation and I can teach other people how to manifest. So she releases this book recently called Baby Girl Manifest the Life You Want by B. Simone. Uh-huh. She's selling it. She's telling everyone to buy this book. And she's good at doing this because she is, among other things, an influencer. And a good, she's good at selling stuff. Yeah. She made $100,000 in sales. Exactly. This is her, her her whole thing, manifestation. So she posts, she releases this book and immediately, like immediately, 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 people were like, hey, be someone you plagiarized your book. <laughs> word for word. Because people bought it. And there are all these photos of the book. Next oh my god, to... it's literally the <laughs> literally. And so if you look at the photos, it's like what did she plagiarize? Like a web She plagiarized just... she plagiarized Pinterests, she plagiarized <gasps> tweets, she plagiarized blogs, she plagiarized tons of shit. She plagiarized 
other publications. Like it's fully like copied and pasted, lifted and put into books because a lot She's of the book has like... actually curating, so... Yeah. It's sort of like if you did this on a blog, it would just be called aggregating. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be called aggregating. Totally. But like people are saying, oh, here's a thing that said 50 questions to find your best self. And it's like, what do I love about my life? Two, what do I feel about my life? And then in her book, it says 50 questions to find your best self. And it's like, I mean, it's it's rewritten and it's a new layout, but it's word for word the entire thing. And so the bloggers who did this, people who did this on their blogs, on their Pinterest, on their Instagrams, on their Twitters, they're seeing all this and they're posting their content versus what she put. And this person, BG bloggers, my content and the book she's selling word for word, gross. And then there's like a workshop where it says, um, I am a human being that loves blank, wants to blank, has the goal of blank. She copied that from someone on in their happiness planner, like something else that's a physical book. So everyone is dumping on her for plagiarizing this book. And her manager commented, definitely a mistake. You have to imagine she hired a design company. Please check your DMs. We are in a lawsuit with the firm. We're trying to work this out. Meanwhile, people are calling it poorly made scrapbooks. Then Meek Mill gets involved, who is her friend but also who is dating this woman who recently had a plagiarism scandal of her own, which just makes the whole thing even funnier. Which we forgot, which is so funny because shout out to the hooligan who emailed us, who cleared up the H&M thing. I assume that H&M, they steal from a lot of local designers. I assume that they stole, remember we were talking about Milan Harris, Milano Mm -hmm. DeRouge, that she, uh, the girlfriend of Meek Mill, they just had a kid. Uh, I assumed that H&M stole from her when really, Really, what had happened was even funnier, which was she was buying H&M shirts, writing Milano on them and selling them on her website for like five times the price. And H&M was like, like, you can't do do that. Yeah. (laughs) So Meek Mill is now coming to B. Simone's defense. And she and he tweeted, B. Simone canceled because she finessed a book and made her way from the bottom. LOL. What major companies y'all cancel for ripping our culture off? He had. Okay. So he has a point. But also, in another thing, he says, give me a point. Why should she be canceled just because she finessed a little bit? He keeps saying finessed, which is like the funniest way into like gaslighting you into thinking that she didn't plagiarize things word for word. He's refusing to acknowledge the fact that like things are word for word from blogs into the book. Right. But I think the funniest thing about this is that it's fully this is manifestation. This is how this is the manifestation thing. She manifested I mean, the book out of thin air. She just right. copied it. She just right. She wanted a book and she got a book. She said, "I really mm-hmm. want to write a book." And the the she, she wanted it enough, and the book appeared. She, the book appeared, <laughs> made up of pieces from the other book. That's how manifestation works. She was also in the news last week or late last week because she was telling. This Nick is her Cannon, second controversy. This is of her the second controversy. This is her second controversy in like seven days. She manifests drama too. <laughs> she manifests drama, and. She said she was on a. You can. I'll, I put the link to the click in here to the to the clip in here. But she was talking to Nick Cannon about how she doesn't want to date anyone. To be fair, what she is saying sort of makes sense. But everyone was being mean to her about it. Mm-hmm. Also, in a time when like unemployment is high, like chill out. She's saying that she doesn't want to date anyone who works a nine to five because as an entrepreneur, her schedule is all over the place. So that she can't deal with someone who has a strict schedule. That makes but sense. But Nick Cannon like cannot deal with it. And she tries to explain it away. And everyone's oh, starting to get You don't want somebody with an honest job. It's exactly. like, no, she just wants somebody she can spend time with because she has a crazy schedule. They can't have, they have to have a similar schedule to her. That's not crazy. Mm, Tall, a older. Older. What, what's the Older. Age? He can't have a nine to five. 
What? Why not? <laughs> you don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you want him to be a, he... you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't, he can't, so like, he can't, he can't like clock, clock in and, and clock out. No. No. Damn, I think entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If if he's a mechanic, I'm, I'm sure. But no, you're not gonna understand my lifestyle. You're not gonna understand why I'm up at three a.m. Oh, damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You all right. know, he has to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. Matt James. So next big news, we have a brand new who in the Bachelor universe. There's always like sixty thousand who's um. We don't care about, we try and ignore all of them, but they are finally like, oh, oh, hey, we have a black bachelor. It turns out literally they pulled somebody who was going to be on the show of the next bachelorette. He was going to be in her, just like in her contestant pool. And also he happens to be best friends with Tyler Cameron, who was a bachelor, right? He was a bachelor Mm -hmm. or did he win Mm -hmm. a season? I don't remember. Yeah. And he's the one who dated. uh, Wait. Oh, no. He dated. Right. He dated Gigi Hadid. He went to the funeral. And Remember had drama with with Hannah B. Yeah. And all of that. Right. He went yeah. to the funeral. Oh, my God. You're so right. Remember? He um, went to the funeral? So this guy's named Matt James. And they're like, oh, he's our first black bachelor. Meanwhile, this show has been on for, what, 45,000 years? And like, it's been on for, I think, this is the 25th season. So and they're it's like, like, go us. Right. And it's like too little too late in a way. A lot of people are at least saying that. Then your reaction to getting the call, what went through your mind first when you got the call to be the guy? So my first reaction was, does this mean I don't get me? I don't get to meet Claire because I was looking forward to meeting her. You know, I uh, I had set up, set aside all this time, and we had gone out to California and then been called back with quarantine. So uh, I'm super excited for her and her season, but uh, I'm looking forward to meeting her eventually. Well, Robot, tell them you got a bunch of Claires now. Yeah, We're gonna yeah, be good. There's, there's now. gonna be a bunch of Claires out there, right? <laughs> And even Rachel Lindsay, who was the first Black Bachelorette only a few years ago, three years is, ago, is like, guys, like this is so transparent like yeah. we can all see what you're doing here so it's just like ugh, it just makes the as 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 dark as we saw the bachelor franchise being it just makes it seem even more like cynical because it seems like that's what they're doing you know yeah she's like to me this seems like they're just doing low-hanging fruit like this is just like they're directly responding to the black lives matter movement they're just trying to do something quickly. Like this isn't something that was long in the works. Like I'm gonna, be- I'm not gonna believe that they are changing until they actually do more than this. And so right. she's kind of going around there, being like, "I'm sus about this. Do not believe anything ABC tells you." Like they are not being as thoughtful as they're saying. Until we see action to address the systemic racism within the franchise, the casting news today is equivalent to the trend of posting a black box on your social media account with others without other steps taken to dismantle the systems of injustice. I look forward to hearing more about additional efforts the, pl- the franchise plans to make towards change. I want producers of color. I would like for them to cast leads that are interested in dating outside of their race and aren't just getting their first time experience for the first time on national TV. I need the acknowledgement of that. Not putting a Band-Aid over the situation and just saying, here, we're going to put this here. Are you happy now? Because you're right. It's like the producers who are out here the, being the ones telling the stories. They're the ones like exa- crafting exactly what you see. They need exactly. to be people of color. They need to be focusing on the, the people of color that are cast on this show. Because you know they won't, you know, if they're not. Oh, yeah. And I think something interesting here is that she said a lot of this on Good Morning America, which is an ABC show. And I, because they, I think they called her because they were like, ooh, let's call our black bachelorette for comment rachel Lindsay's like uh, a smart woman (laughs) and rachel right and so i don't know if they expected her to get 
this opinionated. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have called Rachel Lindsay. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Out. They got what they... Um, yeah. I'm just thinking it's really... It's just cool that she did that on right. ABC of all networks. Like, it's not like she said this to some random podcast. She said this to the, on the parent company of this fucking shit show brand. You're right. She's going to be the go-to person to comment on this news. And she's like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to just spew out the party line here. Like, I'm going to tell you how I feel. They still say that it's going to be in January, but I'll believe yeah, it when I see it. good luck. And guess good what? Luck. I'm not watching it. The Right. <laughs> Us Weekly, everyone's doing like five things to know about Matt James. Five things to know. Five things to know. They're all the same. They're all the same. Anywhere you click, they're all the same. Let me guess. It's like he wanted to play football, but he didn't. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to play football, but he didn't. But he didn't. Um, He's friends with Tyler Cameron and they lived in a quarantine house together. Mm -hmm. Remember the quote unquote quarantine house? Those Mm -hmm. bachelor people lived in together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three. um, What did he do apart from since he didn't play football? He became something else that everyone's a real estate about. agent. So That's a good it's guess close. He does he does research for a commercial real estate company. <laughs> oh my god! I that come on. That's literally the that's same. Close. Thing. Yeah, that's close. And then uh, what's the other one? Um, Have you seen the photos? Have you, there are a lot of photos of him doing uh, one of his side unpaid side things. A lot of photos of this unpaid side thing no you have to tell me i don't want to call it a thing because it'll be too clear he he volunteers oh he's a lot. caring he's volunteering he helps he loves kids yeah okay. he cool, does cool, charity cool. yes and then he has drama with claire wasn't which he... i've seen in most places well, drama wasn't he going to be on her season wasn't that this whole thing it says after crawley's season was postponed Claire Crawley, James, who had a following from his friendship with Cameron and college football career, started raising money for COVID-19 relief. Crawley, however, wasn't impressed, tweeting, if you were doing interviews and creating cameo accounts before you were even on my season, you were in it for the wrong reasons. Because she thought that he was going to be on her season, but guess what? He's guess what? Not. He's The Bachelor. <laughs> she, she said... She said that she wasn't talking about him, no, but it's like, is. yes, you were. She is. Come on. Uh, one more thing, Lindsay, before we move on. The last thing of the five things you need to know about Matt James... What? Honest Weekly. Yeah. What he wants in a girl. What he wants oh, in a girl. No. James is looking for a wife who reminds him of his mother. No, I'm sorry. I don't want that. I don't care how they mean it. I, I don't, don't like it at I all. I don't like it. I don't and like I don't it. care if everyone says that, but you should not be writing that down. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if Freud's like, not wrong. I don't like, I don't, I don't care <laughs> I don't if there's care. truth to it. I don't yeah, want to hear it. I don't it. want I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh, let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? This is sad. Her grandma died. That's sad. I think that's why that she sad. wasn't super, super active this week. Her grandmother died. She did a lot of stories about it. There was, there are some photos on her feed right now. You can see photos of her grandma. Dear Nani, you were the most glamorous, chic, hardworking, independent person I ever met. Every day she would go for walks, all dressed up, looking amazing. Go get her coffee with no help from anyone. And she didn't want it. She was so caring, so strong, so funny. My God, it'd be laugh when she would tell the truth. She had no filter, but she loved and cared with all her heart. I'm going to miss you every day. Rest in peace. And I know you will be protecting us and guiding us. Try not to party too much in heaven. I'll get FOMO. I love you, Nan. 
Oh, that's sex. so cute. And Try not to party too much in heaven. I'll get FOMO. I love the cliche of the hard partying grandma. That's a very like Rita statement. Like Rita getting FOMO of grandma like partying. That's sweet. And the mirror had a headline, Rita Ora dons fabulous dress in lockdown to celebrate the life of her late nan. Mm-hmm. Her late nan. She got sad. She got in trouble for posting a um like a selfie of her in her athleisure, like doing a home workout because it was clear that she photographed it. She photoshopped it, she but photoshopped then she reposted then she reposted it and now it doesn't have that like because you know when you're like when you're like using the photoshop tool to like move stuff like <laughs> but i don't think that she photoshopped it once again when they say photoshop it's like facetune it does it automatically i think yeah. she had some setting on her facetune that she maybe forgot to turn off and it just facetune is like kind of a broken thing like it mm-hmm. definitely does things if you have it set a certain way that look insane and people pick that stuff out now immediately so of course the window looked like wonky. the window looked like it had been like bendy Whoop. Yeah. It like shoved her stomach in, but it who knows what happened, who but knows? she had to re-upload it so the window wasn't like voop. Re-uploaded it and it went and it went back to normal. It's honestly fine. She looked great before and she looked great after it. So I don't really know what the difference is to be honest. Um okay, god. Yeah. So Rita really wasn't up to much this week for a very understandable reasons, but anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Call us at 619 Who Them if you have any questions, comments, concerns. We've gotten all of your calls and all, we got a lot of calls and emails that we just haven't been able to respond to. Just note that if we didn't respond to your calls and emails, that doesn't mean we didn't read them or hear them. We heard all of them. We read all of them. Thank you so much for reaching out and uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bi-weekly bonus episodes. We'll be back on Friday with another episode of Who's There. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. Yeah, 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 they want to know. Hey. Neil. Hey. Neil. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous.